Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, this is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Unnecessary Roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? That's all I can say. Are you not entertained? Are you not going to be entertained? Oh, I know you will. I know we're going to be entertained. Listening to the morning tailgate with Clay Baker this morning. Got me juiced up. Listening to JT the Brick, who just signed off with all the guests that he had, all the crowd that he had, seeing all the pictures of everything going on on the strip, ready for the draft. How are you not entertained? This is not what we came for. I'm not a movie guy, but I'll tell you what. DeMar will tell you that was the first thing that popped in my mind. Right as we stepped into the studio, I thought, "That's we got to have that. We got to have that sound, Damon." And he was able to pull it off. And I am so entertained. And I know the next few hours leading late into the night and then early in the morning and late into that night and early into the morning and late into that night, I'm going to be entertained. I'm so excited that this day is finally here. Hey, you said late into the night, but the draft's over at 8 o'clock. What you doing after? I mean, look, man, we got all kind of work to do. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Just because the draft is over for viewing pleasure, then we have recaps we have to do. Then there's podcasts I got to do. Got, I mean, there's all kind of stuff. You know, jump on. What if the Raiders make a move? I mean, like, there's big what ifs. I, I don't think they will. Like, I'm not trying to get anyone all, all leading in a certain direction thinking, oh, man, something's about to happen. I'm, I'm not saying that. But you just never know. You know, and there's so many people in town. Uh, I was hanging out with a few of them last night, and we were just talking. And we're like, man, there's really no idea of what direction this draft is going to go. I was just doing a, a, a radio hit in Fresno. And they were like, man, what, what's your gut feeling? And I was like, well, you, you just don't know. It's the big unknown. And it's not even just Raiders related. Of course, we are here to focus on the Raiders. But there's just so many questions. And you just, I just don't know. I'm fired up, though, because I've seen – Raider Nation flooding the streets already of Vegas. I'm seeing great pictures sent out. I know my man Vegas Jess is already hanging out. I know Just Win Wendy is touched down. I know Mark Davis is out there meeting and greeting with folks. I even saw a picture of him. I think Mick Akers tweeted it out. He was talking to a Chiefs fan. Meeting and greeting everybody. Like, Mark Davis is walking around like he's the mayor of the city. And he might be. I'm so juiced. I'm so fired up. I've been quiet all day today. I have. I've been real quiet, real chill, because I knew that this show today was only going to be one hour long, one hour strong, and then we're going to make our way to the site of the draft. But I was like, man, I got to bring it. I got to bring it. I got to save up, bottle all this energy up, and bring it to the table. So I'm here, man. I'm here. DeMond's here. He's fired up. Got a text already on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Q&D, my red polo shirt is extra crisp and extra smooth. Today is like Christmas. I can't express how exciting it is for draft day. I'm here in the Bay Area, but my spirit's in Vegas for this draft. I can only imagine how pumped the city of Las Vegas is here today. This is an exciting moment, not only for Vegas, but for the Raiders organization. I'm proud to be a Raiders fan. Raiders. That's from Sir Whiskey Ray. I love it. I love it. 
That's exactly, in, in text form, that's exactly how I feel right now. Down to the red polo. Except for I'm not wearing yeah, the red polo today. But in spirit. I should have wore one today just because. <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't. Got the white with the, I don't know what kind of gray you would call this, but it's not silver. It's it's like a grayish. It's nice, though. I better not say that, though. If I don't, if I say it's not silver, someone would be like, oh, my gosh, that's not the right color, Q. <laughs> I kid, I kid. We have a good time around here. But uh, Raider Nation, man, I'm fired up. Uh, got a lot of audio that I want you to hear. I uh, collected a lot yesterday uh, when I was at the at Caesars Palace and also at the NFL Experience. We didn't get to all of it yesterday. I want to bring the rest of it to the table because, well, it is the first day of the draft, so I want to make sure that you hear from hear that. But I also want to hear from you. You know, we're going to do just like we did yesterday, just in a shorter amount of time. We're going to navigate in and out of interviews with calls and texts, 702-365-9200. Tomorrow we'll talk about what you'd like to see the Raiders do as I anticipate them picking in round three around number 86. Their, their, their pick is number 86. They might move up a little. They might move back a little. I don't know. But I anticipate them picking tomorrow. I do not anticipate them picking today. So the question I want for to ask you, throw it out there, what is the one thing that you don't want to see from the Raiders during this draft? That could be today. That could be tomorrow. That could be Saturday. What do you not want to see the team do? 702-365-9200. Sam and Ash text line 69187. Keyword R&R again. What is the one thing that you do not want to see the Raiders do? We'll focus on the don'ts today, and then we'll work, worry about the do's tomorrow when I think that they will Absolutely do. 702-365-9200. Who we got up? Fargo Raider. Fargo, first caller of the show. Welcome up. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, good afternoon. Q and DeMond, thank you for taking my call. I'm fired up, too. I know we're not picking, but 22 is Blackjack today. Monte. Now, it's finally nice out here. I can finally wear a shirt, so my Raiders pad is out flashing. Anybody <laughs> that looks at me is going to get a kiss on the shield. Thank you guys for everything you do and providing all this coverage. We, the Raider Nation, love R&R 920. Thank you guys and have a great day. Hey, thank you, man. We're definitely going to have a great day, man. I'm telling you, if you cannot be entertained by what we have going on and uh, and what we're going to be having going on later on this afternoon, I'm fired up for the, the pre-draft show. I mean, you get Jason Fitz, JT the Brick, and Eric Allen all together on the same broadcast, and I'm just happy that I'm going to be part of it tomorrow. I'm fired up tomorrow. It's going to be JT, Eric Allen, and me. I'm, I mean, just to be a part of that. Are you kidding me? Come on. Wow. The stars are out. And then they're And doing- then Q. <laughs> the stars are out. Oh, and by the way, Q's there too. <laughs> Don't forget about me. Right, right. It's all and good. And then it's happening. They're doing it live. Right, right. I mean, and, come on, man. And we will be there in a little while. Uh, a lot of folks already hitting me up. Hey, where are you going to be at? Where, you know, Can we run into you? Uh, we're going to be all over the place. Got to figure out exactly uh, how we're going to get to where we need to get to, but we will do it, and we'll make it happen. So as soon as this show is over at 3 o'clock and we pitch it to JT and Jason Fitz and Eric Allen, uh, myself and DeMond will make our way and, uh, and, and start making it do what it do. And uh, very excited about it, man, just to be on site and have the draft right here in our own backyard. 702-365-9200. Let's go back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Who we got? Raider Mac. Raider Mac, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? What up, fellas, man? Hey, man, I'm so excited, man. Even though we don't have a first-round pick, and and I, I, I'm just enjoying that, man. You got, hey, you know what? I want to thank you guys, man. You guys, you don't know how much you mean to Raider Nation. You know, we have a station to go to. I've been a Raider fan all my life, almost 50-some years, and 
man, we never had nowhere to go. ESPN, you know, they they treat us like stepkids. So uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I know you you part of that part of the uh, you you do with Bart in the morning. I, I'm not saying I, it's just kind of West Coast bias. Oh, I know. Yeah, big yeah. time. But I just want to tell you, man, <laughs> you guys are doing a great job, and, and then, but hey. One thing we need to concentrate is on linebackers. Go through in the twenty years we have not got a linebacker right. since Beaker. We got. I mean, we, I know everybody keeps concentrating on left tackle, I, I, and I understand that's our first thing. But why we won't go get a linebacker? And um, I, I think that's our next thing we should do, and just stay stay where we at. We don't need to move up okay. unless you. Only way we move. And oh, and thank you for squashing the uh, Darren Waller. Uh, not being traded. That was a great interview yesterday regarding Darren Waller. Yeah, man, well, I was kind of nervous. I thought, oh, please don't trade, play, um, trade our guy, man. And I appreciate it, man. You guys enjoy it, have fun, and and, and tomorrow, uh, now tomorrow, are you with Allen? Yeah, uh, it's gonna be uh, oh. myself, JT, and Eric Allen tomorrow. And we'll be able to listen on on, on the. On, on the station. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep. Oh, yep. Okay. All okay. right. I appreciate it, man. You have fun. Don't get don't get don't get too many too many uh, Modellos over there. <laughs> and and Jamon, I, I'm waiting for the basketball game, man. Is it going to be aired? <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that later. Thanks for calling me Raider Mac. Talk about the draft today. Look at that. Look at that. You see that diversion right there, Raider Mac. I I, I appreciate the call, and I will say this real quick, man. Growing up as a Raider fan, and I've said this so many times, even when the Raiders were good, and, and look, there, I know there's been a few outlets that have given the Raiders love, but even when they were good, they never got the love that I felt like they deserved. Never got the love. And I remember growing up, just as, like I said, watching the games, just, you know, not even a radio dude. I just always wondered, like, why in the hell is no one talking about the Raiders? I never understood. I never did. So once I got into radio, one of my goals was, if there's anything I could do to ever talk about the Raiders, I'm going to. So when I was on Q97 in Fresno, hip-hop music, I'm talking about the Raiders all the time to the point where I'd get in trouble. Like my boss would pull me off the air. He's like, hey, man, this is not a sports station. I was like, we're in Fresno. What are you talking about? Hip-hop and the Raiders go together. Like we would have bang-out, draw-out like arguments. And you know I'm not going to win because that's the boss. <laughs> the boss like, yeah, I know about that. <laughs> Even when you're wrong, you're right. <laughs> I mean, that's just the case. So, long story short, when I had the opportunity to first hop on a podcast, and that was the Black Hole Banter with James Arcelana, he's, he's out of Oakland. I was in Texas at the time. When I had the opportunity to be on the podcast, we didn't do it for money. We didn't do it because we were trying to get popular. We were doing it because nobody was talking about the damn Raiders. And I'm not saying there was no podcast about the Raiders. There were. But I just felt like that's what we needed just to, if, if anything else, just to get our, 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 our mind at ease, put our mind at ease that we could talk about the Raiders. And so we did. And then, boom, now there's plenty of podcasts. And now you got Raider Nation Radio. You got your own radio station. And so it's so funny. I saw people on Twitter talking about this person, that person, or the other, talking about, you know, well, this person's from this city, and this person is not even a fan of this team. Who cares? Gatekeeping. Who cares? You have your own radio station. Embrace it. Love it. There's always someone angry about something. Stop being so angry about stuff and enjoy what you got. I'm just blessed to be a part of this. This is like a dream come true. People tell me all the time, Q, aren't you a Raider fan? I was like, yeah, how the hell did that happen? I was like, man, it's great, right? I'm at this, I'm at this awesome radio station that talks about my favorite team every single day, and I'm part of it. Let's just embrace it. Let's love it. Let's stop fighting and arguing about everything. 
It's always someone mad about something. It's ridiculous. So, yeah, there you go. 702-365-9200. Who's up next? Jason right here in Vegas. Jason, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Looking up to you, hey man, hey man over here, man. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey man, I ain't trying to be no Debbie Downer right now, man. I'm, I'm happy to be, dude. We're about to, I'm, I'm about to get off at 2.30, dude. So you down. Nice. I'm going to go pick up Demi. We're about to make a beeline straight down to the strip. So There you go. Uh, I, can't wait to, I can't wait to see my, my pops out there. Jess is out there right now, so I know he's out there. Hey, oh, you know he ain't going to miss no party. He ain't missing no oh, party. Man, shoot. You know him. He, he, he called me up. He's like, man, you should have been here, man. I got three Modellos, man. Oh, you know how he is, man. <laughs> he woke up with a Modelo in his hand. <laughs> well, pretty much. So, but yeah, man, I can't wait to be out here. Who cares if we don't have a first round pick? I'm okay if we don't have to be there. We don't have to hear nothing until day two or day three, you know. So, uh, we just, just enjoyed this party tonight, man. I can't wait to get out there. Just got to get off work, man. I'm, I'm heading down there. Let's go, Raider Nation. We can't wait to see y'all. All right, my man. Appreciate you. Good stuff. Good stuff. That's all good, man. And we will definitely see you down there uh, in a major way. 213 is the time. Let's get one more call in. We got time for one more call, Demon. All right. Let's Passionate do. Raider. Passionate Raider. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Man, what's happening, guys? Man, One Nation. Hugh, One Nation. Hey, and just to get the things said, man, I don't give a damn what anybody wears. I just don't like red. You like red rocket. That's what <laughs> we know, man. People just take these Twitter tweets and just do what they want to do with them. But, man, this is One Nation, man. We do got a Raider Nation. Like I said earlier on JT's show, man, this is the first time in my life as a Raider fan that I can recall when we have these this year and the years to come where we have been this high of recognition to where we are talked about and loved, to where we have something to be freaking happy about, man. We've got the best of the best right now. We don't need a first-round draft pick this year. We don't got to worry about who's getting picked. We don't all got to look at each other like, what the hell was that tonight? Because we know what we got in our locker room. And we got boys that's ready to play this year, and we ain't got no excuses. They got everything they need to get the job done. Go get the job done! Bring the trophy home! Raiders! There he goes. Very passionate, passionate Raider. Very fired up. I'm not mad. I thought I came in with the heat. I thought I came in with the heat. Passionate Raider just blew me out the water. But uh, thank you for the call. Appreciate all the calls, all the texts that we got just to start the show off. Just to talk about how you're feeling today, man. You should be fired up and excited. So the question that I threw out there to you, 69187, keyword R&R, what is the one thing you don't want? to see the Raiders do throughout the draft. It not, not, not necessarily have to be tonight. I'm just meaning throughout the course of the draft. What's the one thing you don't want to see them do? We'll get to some more of your texts and your calls right now. They'll want to get to the conversation I had with college football analyst Joel Klatt. He, uh, he, he works for Fox. He does play-by-play. Color commentary does a great job of that. Of course, uh, covers the draft for NFL Network as, as well. Had that conversation yesterday. Here it is, myself and Joel Klatt. Here at Caesars Palace, inside this great little cabana, hanging out here poolside. I'm here with Joel Klatt, and uh, we're here to talk all things NFL draft. And first of all, last time we uh, saw each other, it was in person in Nashville. And unfortunately, with the pandemic, things have been a little bit different. But now we're back in person again, and you're in a cabana poolside at Caesars Palace. It doesn't get too much better. No, it doesn't. The weather is great, and the excitement is high. And, and everybody has, has talked about... Um, that this draft lacks that sizzle at the top mm-hmm. with a quarterback. But I got to tell you, there's some great storylines going into Thursday night. Uh, and, and 
probably the main one for me being that we still don't know what's happening with the first pick. And right. normally, you know, this close to the draft, we have a really good idea. No doubt, no doubt. And the thing about it, you mentioned everyone talking about it's a, it's a down draft. I've been arguing that it's really not because there's so much talent. Yeah. You know, there's so many classes combined. What is there, over a 1,000 guys that have put their name into the, the pool? I feel like that there's going to be a lot of guys later on that are still going to be really talented but being picked later. Well, I totally agree with that. I think after – when you really study this – there's some great defensive players. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like college football has kind of swung a little bit, right. and we've got some great edge rushers. Mm-hmm. We've got some some really good corners to go with what has been kind of the norm over the last couple of years, which is a, a great stable of wide receivers. Um, I do think that it's a deep draft. I think that when I look at, at – when I get down – you know, in, into edge rushers, even tackles, corners, wide receivers, and I start thinking running backs. When I start thinking about the second and third round guys, I'm right. like, wow, these are really good players, mm-hmm. and they're going to help somebody um, and potentially turn into Pro Bowlers. So, uh, you know, that's exciting. I'm glad you mentioned the third round. The Raiders don't pick till pick number 86. They trade and got Devontae Adams, which I'm sure everyone's fine with, right? Yes, I mean, you're, exactly. you're getting a great wide receiver, but with all that talent that could potentially be there in round three, I'm Backs and offensive tackles. What do you feel like those in particular are looking like around three? All right, let's if, if you let's just say four corners go in the first round, which I think is probably right. likely, maybe five, okay. maybe five. You could get all the way, you know, Kyler Gordon, um, Elam Booth, you know, those guys could go. So if you start looking now into the kind of the third round, here's here's one for you that I really like. Okay. Kobe Bryant, yes, the Cincinnati. kid from Cincinnati, yeah, yeah. opposite Ahmad Gardner. He right. played the field side, so mm-hmm. he played in more space, and he was targeted more. Uh, he's 6'1". Mm-hmm. He's got good length. Fickle coached um, his older brother when he was at Ohio State, so okay. that's how the relationship started and how he wound up at Cincinnati. He took the extra year of, of eligibility with COVID right. and made it work. He was the Thorpe Award winner. So yeah. there's this kid on the other side that everyone knows is phenomenal, but here he is. I, I like Kobe Bryant a lot. That's that's one maybe in the third round that would stick. That's a name that I've heard a couple times. I've also heard a couple guys like Tariq Woolen could yep. be a possibility out of UTSA. What do you think about the guys that come from the smaller schools, go to the Senior Bowl, do pretty well there, and just, they, they obviously have still room to grow. But what do you think about a guy like Woolen? So Woolen's 6'4", right? So yeah, his yeah. length is is pretty special. What I think is always interesting is that in today's college football, you've got so many hybrid athletes that you get guys that change positions, mm-hmm. and he's one of those. He was recruited, I believe, as a wide receiver, yeah. and then he didn't move to corner until 2019. Then there's a pandemic, right? So, like, yeah. you, you can't develop a whole lot because there's not a lot going on during the pandemic. So I think when you look at this guy as a corner, mm-hmm. he is raw, and the, the possibilities kind of jump out. Right. You're like... Well, what if he were to develop over a couple of years at 6'4", the way he runs? Yeah. You know, that's that's an interesting one. It's a little bit more of a flyer, right? right? So, like, Kobe is more of a, of a steady kind okay. of know what you're going to get. But if you're looking for someone, you're like, hey, may, are we going to steal a, a Richard Sherman? Right. You know, right. then, like, maybe you go with Wollin. You know, because last year in round five, the Raiders got Nate Hobbs. Yep. And turned out to be a really good player, and he dropped all the way to round five. So, you, I, I feel like you could look at a guy and say, maybe this guy can develop into a guy. One quick note on Woolen that I thought was fascinating. At the Senior Bowl, they got him, you know, they were wearing the GPS and yeah. everything. He ran 22.45 miles per hour, which is the fastest they've ever recorded wow. on a field during drills, yeah. right? Not yeah. just like on a 40 right, or whatever, right, right, like right. in action. Yeah. So, 
I I like that. You know, mm-hmm. when you get into that third round and you can take a flyer like that, I think it's really good. Before I let you go, I do want to ask about the offensive tackles. I feel like right yep. tackle is a position that the Raiders could be looking at. They went and got Leatherwood last year at 17, but they kicked him inside the guard. I think he'll stay there, but we'll see. If there's a tackle that could be developed into maybe a, a starter at some point, not necessarily day one, around round three, round four, is there a guy in particular you may be looking at? I don't know if he'll get to three. I think he might, uh, but I saw a lot of him. So I'm just I'm, I'm going to give you Nicholas uh, Petit Frere okay. from Ohio State. Yeah, Ohio State. Um, he was highly recruited. Um, I thought that his athletic ability, his ability to play smooth, was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had an interesting offensive line where they played four tackles, so their their guards were naturally tackles, um, and and I just thought he was a good player. I think that Rashid Walker from Penn State is a guy that I would throw out um, in that one. Uh, let's see, what's another one? Abram Lucas. Abram okay. Lucas. There was nobody with more pass blocking snaps than Abram Lucas because he played at Washington State. Yeah, you know, and they just threw the ball. <laughs> right. Yeah. So this guy can get that done. But I know that the Raiders are going to want, and I think with Josh McDaniels, they're going to want to stick with some of that run game mm-hmm. action. So that's why I would go with Nicholas Petit Ferrer. What about a guy who hasn't played football a whole long time, but he's a big monster in Daniel Falele yeah. out of Minnesota? Six, I just, eight, like I just don't think he's going to be there. Okay. I think that people see him as, like, I've got him in my top 50 players overall. Okay. Um, Great story, by the way. Did you know that he went to, like, this athletic camp in Mm -hmm. Australia? Wasn't a football camp. And Chris Naole, do you know the name? Yeah, I've heard the name. He played at Colorado. Chris Naole was kind of down there, and he saw this kid, and he was like, hey, you need to go to a football camp. Mm -hmm. So he finds a satellite Jim Harbaugh football camp wow. and goes to yeah, it. Yeah. Gets noticed. Mm-hmm. Everybody's there there's like, hey, you like you need to play football. And he's like, well we don't really play football in Australia. So they're like, you need to move to America. <laughs> so he moves to America nice. for his senior year and he plays uh, or in in the tail end of his of his high school and plays at IMG Academy. Yeah. Um, and was so raw but Michigan takes a or excuse me, Minnesota takes a flyer mm-hmm. on him. And I remember vividly the first time that P.J. Flex said, listen, this guy's just going to have to go out there and be refined by the fire. Mm-hmm. They were playing Ohio State, I believe, in 2019 in Columbus. And Falele was a was a freshman, a redshirt freshman. And P.J. just put him in the game against wow. that great defensive line. Yeah, he was yeah. like, this guy's going to learn what mm-hmm. elite high-end football is all about. I'm going to put him on the field. And he developed into one of the best offensive lineman in the nation and I just I love that story yeah it's you know, awesome. because it's awesome. a little bit like Woolen he's late to football or excuse me he's late to the position that he's playing and continuing to, to, to develop I love it well Joel thank you so much for your time it's always great to catch up with you, you and uh, enjoy your time here in Vegas you got it man. have a good one appreciate you there he was right there Joel Klatt talking all things NFL draft that was from Wednesday over at Caesars Palace had a great time hanging out over there and there's more of that to come matter of fact we'll still hear from uh, Oregon edge rusher Kayvon Thibodeau and also Daniel Jeremiah of the NFL Network uh, both of those interviews are still on the way but of course Raider Nation we want to continue to hear from you throughout the course of the show it's one hour long one hour strong then we'll pitch it to JT the Brick Jason Fitz and also Eric Allen they're at Dre's they're going to have a hell of a show uh, cannot wait to be a part of that and and I, when I say be a part of it, I don't mean be part of the show. Just want to be part of the uh, environment and just be around there and, you know, just take in everything that's going on uh, on the strip and around the draft. It's going to be something that you don't want to miss out on. You don't want to look up one day and be like, man, 
I sure should have gone to the draft when it was here in town. You know, I mean, look, if you have an opportunity to go, you definitely should go. We got time to get one call in or two? Yes, we've got a special call here. Okay, let's do it. 702-365-9200. What's this special call or who's this special call? We got Alan in Vegas. Alan, welcome to the show. Just What's on your mind? Wendy and Vegas Jess. All the same on the same call? Yeah. Hey, Raider Nation in the house. I'm here with Justin <laughs> Wendy, Vegas Jeff. We're over here at Caesars Cafe Americano. Oh, okay. Where the hell are you guys? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, we're on our way. We're on our way, Wendy. <laughs> okay, good. Nice. Hey, the mind. One more thing for you guys. Raiders! Nice, nice. Hey, man, that's the spirit of the of the nation right there, right? That, if, if that's not representation, I don't know what is. I thought you had them all on, like, the party line. Remember back in the day? I don't know if you even had that back nope. in the day. You didn't have no party line back in the day? No. You didn't call your homeboy who called someone else who called someone else, and you ended up with, like, eight or nine people on the phone at the same time? No. Nope. On the house phone? Mm-mm. Oh, man. You don't know what you're missing out on, brother. I used to be, I'd be on the phone with my boy Chris, and then Chris would call homegirl on the other line, and it'd be all three of us, but she didn't know I was on there. This, this is how we had game, man. This is what we, this was part of our game. He'd be like, hey, so what you think, what you think of my cousin Q? Oh, he's cool, he's cool. He's a, so if, you know, he wanted to take you out, what would you think? Oh, yeah, that's cool. So then I had the ammunition in my mind. I already knew. I'm good. And if she said, nah, I'm not, I'm not really feeling him, then, you know, probably a bad idea. Put the phone down. <laughs> it was hard sometimes, though. When you got the rejection, you're like, oh, man, I don't, I don't want to keep hearing my, about myself getting rejected. But it happened. I can't believe, man, you didn't have no party line. No. Oh, man, you don't know what you're missing out on, brother. That was some good times. I can't even remember. I know that we had one, but a house phone. Shut up. Oh, you're so young. You're so young. You are so young. I'm not mad at you, but you're so young. Got a quick text here from the mailman Raider, 69187, keyword R&R. I don't want to see the Raiders trade next year's first rounder to move up this year. Next year will be a better draft. You know what's funny about that? People are already talking about next year's draft. That kind of lets you know that, not that this is a bad draft, it's just that it's not star-studded. There's a lot of quality players in this draft. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about the depth of this draft in general because I think that there's a lot of really good players. It's just that the superstars aren't there. There's no Andrew Lux. There's no Jamar Chases. There's no, you know, uh, whoever's a, a star, whatever star you're in. There's no Peyton Manning. Stuff like Even that. Trevor Lawrence last year right, exactly. was can't miss. Like, uh, he's the best quarterback prospect we've seen in and ages. We're, and we're still kind of questioning that. Yeah. Still kind of questioning they that. Were you know, there's no Right. There's no Jadavion Clowney with the big hit that you remember from college that you're like, oh, you got to go get him. You know what I mean? Like, there's nobody like that. That's why there's so many questions, but I, I think the draft is, is going to be awesome. I think there's plenty of talent in the draft, so I, I understand what he's saying. Uh, don't give up the first round of next year. Go ahead and make sure you use that uh, next year. Also, he said, and then we'll take a break, also I'd be okay with trading a second for Kayla, giving it a chance with DeMond. Look at that. You got the nation cutting for you. Mailman Raiders like, hey, go on, go on and give up a, a second round pick so Kayla can, can join the DeMond team. Look, we're going to make that. See, you could have used party line. We could have we could have been homeboys. We could have used party line. I could have called her. You could have called her or whatever, and, and we could have gamed it like that. You know what I'm saying? I could have helped you out. I could have hooked you up. That's what I do. I don't think it's that big of a hookup. It's like it's giving you the inside track. You have insider knowledge. You, hey. But you, you don't know where that conversation could go, though. Knowledge is power, brother. Knowledge is power. 227 is the time. We want to hear from you, Raider Nation. 702-365-9200. Salmon Ash text line is 69187, keyword r What is the one thing you don't want to see 
from the Raiders in the draft starting tonight. It could be tonight. It could be Friday. It could be Saturday. Uh, let us know about it. Plus, you're going to hear from Kayvon Thibodeau, whose uh, name is going to get called really, really early, the edge rusher out of Oregon. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Going all the way up till 3 o'clock. Then we'll pass the sticks on to JT the Brick, Jason Fitz, and also Eric Allen. Give you the official pre-draft show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Exciting. Dre's is the location. It's going to be, man, I'm telling you. <laughs> i just just so fired up and pumped up just to be a part of it. And of course, Raider Nation, we've been talking to you, talking with you. 702-365-9200. Also, got a lot of good feedback on the Sam and Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. What is the one thing you don't want to see from the Raiders in the draft starting tonight? Let's go out to the phone line and talk to our guy, Dan, from San Diego. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, Q, I'm in the belly of the beast here in Vegas, brother. Yes, sir. Let's go. It's all good. I just got uh, done walking from Caesars. It's happening, man. Uh, I'm representing the 619. Nice. And, uh, hey, man, this is I've been to many things in my 73 years. This is right up there with the best of them. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's going to be awesome, man. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you. Enjoy your time. Hopefully I'll run into you downtown, man. But uh, not downtown. My bad. Don't say that. <laughs> It's because we're up the street so far, and I feel like we're going just downhill. Say, you say down at the strip. It feels like down I'm going downhill. You know what I mean? Doesn't it feel like we're going downhill? Yeah, it does feel like that. That's what I'm saying. My bad. Also, speaking of just going down the street, <laughs> tell everybody a story real quick. Go for it. <laughs> the drive is going to be hectic because we're on Flamingo, Yes, and that is where the cutoff starts right. for people who want to get some Vegas traffic info. Mm-hmm. Flamingo is cut off. Danny... Right. One of the remote techs. Yeah. He had to take an alternate route, probably 40 minutes out of the way. Really? For what usually like a 20-minute drive. Man, yeah, I'm telling you, that's 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 where the biggest issue is going to lie, right there. But we'll find a way to maintain. If that's our biggest issue that we have to deal with, we'll be okay. I promise you. So thank you so much for that call, my man. Enjoy your time uh, while you are that at the draft, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. Like I said, if I get a chance to run into you, uh, hopefully I will. Now let's hear from Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, edge rusher out of Oregon. He'll probably go top top 10, top 12 maybe, but he's, he's a big-time edge rusher. I know there's questions sometimes about his motor, but uh, his production – is uh is pretty second to none, man. I mean, his production is fantastic, and uh, he had a few minutes to, to share with us yesterday afternoon, and uh, here's this conversation. The biggest day of your life, and you're out here sweating. I mean, you're treated like training camp. Uh, describe what this experience is like. I mean, everything for me is about the future, so just being out here with these kids and being able to teach them the game I love and really give them the tools that people gave me back in my day, I mean, it's a blessing. Then tomorrow to be getting drafted? Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. What is it like, though, the day before the biggest day of your life? I mean, it's hectic. The greatest thing is we got people doing the schedule because if I had to do the schedule, I wouldn't know where to be. But, you know, it's really hectic. Um, but my family's loving it. Everybody's out here. Everybody's enjoying it, man. Seeing a lot of great athletes, smiles on everybody's faces, and I just can't wait. What has this process been like from the last snap that you took on the field till now leading up to draft day? I mean, it's, it's been a show. It's been a show, and now, you know, uh, everybody's been waiting for this big stage, and we're here, and 
Um, I feel like I've done everything in my power to get here, and now, you know, I'm just, it's in God's hands. Is it a time to exhale now? Oh, I've exhaled. Yeah, I've been exhaling <laughs> this past three days, man. I've been, I had to meditate. I was taking my breaths, and I'm ready now. Okay, but uh, this time, in typical grass, we kind of know who's going number one. Is it weird to you that it still feels very... Nothing is weird. I, I want, just before anyone asks any questions, nothing is weird. There's no negativity because it's just, this is, we've been working so hard, man. It's like, I, I've been playing football about a decade now. And it's like, you know, I was a kid and it's like to play for a decade and now finally make it to the NFL. It's like, bro, I don't care where I get drafted. I don't care what happens. It just got to happen. What do you make of Las Vegas as a platform for this? I don't know. I heard, you know, Las Vegas, like, I heard Indianapolis and Las Vegas are one of the big convention cities, so, I mean, you know, hey, whoever whoever calling the shots, do you. <laughs> hey, well, I'm a little curious about, you know, your business ventures, you know, outside of football. You saw you did some with Fiverr, you got your own, you know, foundation Everything. going on. What Just take me through that process, like, what do you enjoy about doing that stuff? I mean, it's like fishing, you know. I can catch the biggest fish in the sea, but I'm still going to go back tomorrow and go catch another one. You know, so for me, it's really just about maximizing opportunity. It's about showing guys the opportunity that's out there. And it's about being creative. You know, a lot of people, they put you in a box and they, they want you to, you know, succumb to what they believe, in, you know, for, for you. So for me, it's just having my own thoughts and, and being that outside the box thinker and then going for it. Right. Not just talking about it, but being about it. Any competitor wants to be the first overall pick. Uh, and I'm sure you're right there. But only one person can do it if it's not you are you going to be you know feeling a little bit motivated to prove that that was wrong somehow no there's no for me if you're playing this game with an exterior motivation you're not going to be playing it for a long time right so for me only exterior motivation i have is my family and the people that that you know believe in me right so for me it's just I, it's time, you know, it's time to go. I can't wait to be a part of that organization. I can't wait to go open that door and clock in and, you know, get my, you know, clock my time yeah. sheet, you know, now it's time. But I'm going to be happy regardless. I don't, I don't care anymore. And I'm assuming you still would like to be there. I mean, it's fun. And, you know, this is the thing. A lot of people care about that, you know, because I guess it's, it's the numbers are different. Sure. But that second contract is all that matters. The work you put in. What do you okay, think water? Oh, that's great. Uh, you know, people have talents and that's and that's the greatest part about it. Who would I be to tell him that he couldn't get it done in however long? He's, you know what I mean? If you can paint that fast, go ahead and do it and try to be fat as fast as possible and be as great as possible. So I think that's awesome. And, and that just sheds light to believing in yourself and doing it because people when he told people, oh, I did this in 30 minutes. Oh, well, 30 minutes. Ah, people don't believe it. But when you do it, then it's like, you know, everybody's like, oh, we knew that. You know, just got to believe in yourself. You talked about how long you've been playing the game. How's this journey been and to the point where the phone's going to ring, they're going to call your name. I mean, what's the emotions going to be like? At this point, I'm like, man, I'm going to call you. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, man, I can't keep waiting on the call. You know? But, um, it, man, it's been fun, man. I'm happy. I'm excited. I'm, I, I'm a little bit nervous, but, you know, it's here now. There you go right there, Kayvon Thibodeau from uh, Oregon, uh, edge rusher. And I know I said it a lot on yesterday's show, if you missed it. Uh, these guys, man, they don't just think about playing the game. They're, they're, they're thinking about, you know, life outside of football. They're thinking about, you know, kind of putting business together. They're trying to, you know, set themselves up, set their families up. I mean, I'm telling you, and like I said, maybe it's just me and I'm just noticing more. But every time you hear these conversations, Demond, you even mentioned it. You're like, hey, man, these guys be thinking, man, they, they have a plan. It's like they put a plan in place. It's, Hasn't it's, even been drafted yet, and he's already talking about that second contract. Right, right. Because, I mean, the facts are the second contract's where it's at. Ask Max Crosby. What did the first contract mean? And I get it. If you're a first-round pick, cool. 
You know, if you get picked first, yeah, you're going to get a nice fat little signing bonus and all that good stuff. But it's that second, that second contract. If you could earn that second contract, and when I say earn it, I mean earn it, things could happen. You know, great things could happen for you and your family. Again, like I said, look at Max Crosby. He's a perfect example. So I just, I, I love hearing from these guys, man. I love hearing, uh, you know, what they're thinking and, and the way that they're, uh, you know, they're just kind of getting all their ducks in a row and, and just realize that, one, this game's not forever. You know, you have a very small window. Even if you have a long career, it's a very small window, you know, so you have to maximize it and do everything you can, get everything out of it you can, while at the same time appreciating it and put a lot into it. Everything you put in it is what you're going to get out. 2.39 is the time. We'll come back. We'll uh, take a couple more of your calls at 702-365-9200, plus the Salmon Ash text line at 69187, keyword r What is one thing you don't want to see from the Raiders in the draft starting tonight and my conversation with Daniel Jeremiah from the NFL Network. You'll hear that as well as we close out the show here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Just got a few more minutes left in today's show. Can't believe I'm already saying that. Just a few more minutes left in today's show. Wrap up at 3 o'clock. We'll uh, pitch it to JT the Brick. Pitch it to Jason Fitz and Eric Allen. Live at Dre's, going to lead you right up to the opening of the draft, 5 p.m. right here on Raider Nation Radio 920. You can hear the entirety of the draft right here on the radio station throughout the course of the weekend. Excited about that. We're going to have wall-to-wall coverage today, tomorrow, and Saturday. So for everything NFL draft-related, all you got to do is keep it right where you got it here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And we've had wall-to-wall coverage since the Super Bowl. (laughs) I mean, really, we've gone full throttle, hard in the paint from the morning tailgate, to JT, myself, and Damon, of course, Vinny holding it down in the huddle. Everyone has gone full throttle when it comes to NFL draft, and I can't wait till Monday next week we can start talking about the players that the Raiders selected, the undrafted free agents that the Raiders signed, the guys that are going to help this team or hoping to help this team take that next step, the guys, the ingredients that Josh McDaniels will have, the ingredients that Patrick Graham will have to be able to work with to try to improve the team. That's what I'm that's what the next step that I'm super excited to talk about. And we'll do that of course on Monday. Let's take a quick call. 702-365-9200. Who we got up? Juan the Smasher. Juan the Smasher right here in the 702. What's welcome to the show, my man. What's up, Key? What's going on? Man, chilling, chilling. Man, I'm pumped, bro. Man, I can't even talk, homie. Hey. <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited, bro. I've been waiting for this day like Christmas. You feel me? I do. Hey, it's like it's like that Christmas morning when you wake up in the morning and all you smell those fresh tamales that your mom just made. It's just like that, bro. It's just like that. My hey, mama didn't make I, no tamales. Hey, homie. My mom hey, didn't I make too you. much anything. <laughs> <laughs> she hey, made a Q, mess. That's what she did. She made a mess in the kitchen. <laughs> hey, hey, Q, my mom is from Michoacan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, okay. Hey, homie, she makes the best Mexican food ever. I'm just saying. But... <laughs> Oh, hey. <laughs> man, I got off of work. It's my Friday. I just came out at the Raider Emirates at the fashion show. I, man, I'm fresh out, homie. I got the fresh kicks. Man, I'm ready. And when the Packers say our first round, I'm going to be like, I don't care, homie. Raiders. Nice. I like it. I like it. Hey, great call, my man. Great call. Definitely appreciate you. My man said, you know, you smell them fresh tamales. No. No. Don't know nothing about that. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Mama Q. She didn't have to cook. She didn't have to cook. You know, she held it down. She didn't have to cook. We used the microwave well. 
Oh, man, let's get to that conversation I had with Daniel Jeremiah before I get myself in trouble. Yesterday at the Caesars Palace poolside, I got to talk with NFL Network's Daniel Jeremiah. Here sitting poolside, Caesars Palace right now with Daniel Jeremiah from the NFL Network. And, hey, man, last time we were together, it was NFL Network and, uh, in Nashville, and it was a nice setting, but it don't get too much better than this setting. Yeah, no, this is pretty legit. I, I've... You know, once we kind of wrap up today, I'm, I'm like, man, what am I? I may just take a nap in here, a little cabana action. <laughs> right. Yeah. It doesn't get any better than this. I was saying earlier to the guys out here, I was like, man, I feel bad for these guys that can't have a drink poolside or whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just a nice location. But, I mean, we're here for the NFL draft. Just how have you seen even the city start to evolve and come together, the stages and everything? I'm sure you checked it out. How's it looked to you so far? Yeah, the cool thing about Vegas is, you know, it still feels like Vegas. Sometimes right. when the draft comes into town, as you've seen, it can take over the city. But this is such a unique place that mm-hmm. now you got a nice mix of the draft stages and the energy that that brings versus the regular Vegas energy and, and all the life that, that, that's here. So we've heard a lot of narratives about, you know, this draft class is down because the quarterbacks aren't going to go one, two, three, four, five or whatever. But I think that there's a lot of talent and a lot of players. So there's going to be some talent that's going to drop maybe in the third, fourth round that are going to be still quality players. Do you kind of look at it that same way? Yeah, I think, you know, second, third, fourth round, you know, really for me, the second, third round is the sweet spot of this okay. draft. I think if you could position yourself and amass as many picks as possible in that range i think that's where the where the goodness is in this draft but um no yeah it's 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 a different draft than i can remember just because a we have the uncertainty right the quarterback situation nobody knows how that's going to all unfold so you've got that aspect of it and then we've got a clump i would say of about 10 10 to 12 players i would say that kind of are set aside by themselves yeah and after that from 13 to 65 okay shake them up i mean it's, 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 there's no difference <laughs> well the raiders pick at 86 they're in round three they got Devonte adams for the first and the second i'm sure they'll take that right yeah, yeah. so when you're a team that doesn't pick until late round three how do you kind of navigate through the board yeah you just sit back you eat a lot of cookies in the draft room <laughs> and you watch all these names come off the board that you've studied and then um you know you start to see if you, you see a guy start to drift a little bit you know there's times where you can be picking in the 80s and have a player that's in your top 25 that's there you know 65 and you're like okay man this guy gets to 70 let's go ahead and go get him right you know? so you got to be careful not to be too aggressive because you're waiting so long mm-hmm. that you almost get a little antsy to go jump in there so you got to make sure that you kind of you know just stay patient it'll fall it'll come to you and, and then uh at that point in time in the draft, you're in best player available mode. Right, and and that's kind of what I was asking uh, Coach Shaw about, and he was saying with his time with Baltimore, and I realized you were with Baltimore yeah. as well, and Ozzie Newsom had a great philosophy about just drafting great guys. I've heard you tell the story about Terrell Suggs before. He didn't need yeah. him, yeah. but just went and got him because he's the best player available. They did it with a bunch of guys. I mean, they drafted Jamal Lewis uh, when you had Priest Holmes, drafted Todd Heap when you had Shannon Sharp, right. draft Jonathan Ogden and put a six foot nine tackle at guard his rookie year because you had two tackles. Like, yeah. Just, yeah. You're not going to go wrong taking the best player. Like I, I, I think that this league has kind of drifted a little bit more towards need. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that's the way to go because your needs are going to change like the wind. So right. you better just get the best football player. So so as far as the the positions that are kind of deeper in this draft, would you look at corner, offensive line? What would for you me, look at? For me, it's two. It's edge rusher and receiver. Okay, like those are the two deep positions. And then I would say off the ball linebacker, okay. particularly you know those day two guys. I think that second third round group of off the ball linebackers really good. Is there a linebacker or two that you're looking at that could be third round, fourth round that you think okay at some point he'll develop into a really good player? Oh, there's a bunch. You know, to me, um, I think you're going to see a run on him in the second. 
But maybe there's a chance that Channing Tindall from Georgia gets to the okay. third round. He can fly. Um, that would be a, a great candidate for that. I'm a homer because I went to Appalachian State, but DeMarco Jackson's he's a getting really a lot good of love. player. He can run. Yeah. So I think he's probably in that third, fourth round range where he'll go. Uh, Asamoa, Brian Asamoa yeah, from Oklahoma yeah. is another one who can really roll. I like ja- I like Jackson. I like him. I, I know he's a tackling machine. The former safety. So right. he's got real coverability. So, you know, you get off-the-ball linebackers that can't cover, you can't play in this league anymore. So right. that, that dude can cover. So is that what we're seeing with a lot of these safeties that are moving up to the linebacker position? Because the Raiders grabbed a couple last year. You yeah. Know? No, that, yeah, it's it's something that's going around the league for, for several mm-hmm. years now. I mean, I do the Charger games, and they got Kaiser White, who was a right. safety at West yeah. Virginia, and they yep. dropped him down to linebacker. So, yeah, you just you gotta you gotta be able to run. You gotta be able to cover. If you can't, they're gonna they're gonna wear you out in this league right now. Final question for you: As far as offensive line goes, what are you looking at later in the draft? Uh, I asked before about Daniel Falele and uh, yeah. and uh, Joel didn't think he was gonna be around in round three. What do you think about? No, I think he could. I, you know, his weight has gone back up, and so okay. when you get somebody that's that massive, mm-hmm. um, and you start drifting closer to four hundred pounds, I think yeah. people got a little bit gun shy on that one. So nervous. I think I think there's a chance he could be there. All right. Well, enjoy your time here in Vegas. I appreciate. I appreciate it. Take care. There he goes right there. Daniel Jeremiah from the NFL Network, one of the the main dudes. You know, ever since Mike Mayock uh, took off and was the GM of the Raiders, Daniel Jeremiah slid into that spot and was the dude. He's been around the league for a very long time, worked in the Baltimore uh, front office as part of the, the scouting the scouting team, not not necessarily the front office, but the scouting team. And so, uh, you know, he's been around, around the game a lot. And so it's really always a lot of fun to catch up to him and just – hear his breakdowns and talk about all these players. And it's so funny, man. We'll, we'll talk about, you know, 20, 30 guys. We're doing great. If we're talking about 20 or 30 guys, if we can focus in on like 20 or 30, we are doing a fantastic job. These guys are looking at hundreds and thousands of, of guys all year long. I mean, that's, that's just what they do all year long. It's crazy. I remember, I feel like I remember when the draft was really a certain time of year. And maybe these guys started really focusing in like halfway through the, the season Man, this thing never ends. They just, you know, and and uh, uh, Dave Ziegler, the Raiders GM, he said it the other day when we met with them. He's like, I got I got scouts working on next year's draft already. It's just, it's an all-year thing. It's great. And it's just not only in the professional ranks, mm-hmm. also in college with scouting and right. then recruiting, where it's just everybody's always gearing up for who's coming up next. Mm-hmm. It's what it is. It's what it is. Got a text from the 707. Got a couple texts from the 707. Your draft coverage has been unbelievable. I can't imagine how anyone could surpass or even equal the amount and quality of draft content and people experts you've had on for the last month and a half. And then also Channing Tindall is my guy. I'd be ecstatic if the Raiders get him at 86. There you go right there. There's a nice endorsement. Channing Tindall. You know, it's funny. I heard JT at the end of the show talking about linebackers. We've had callers talking about linebackers. It's been a long time since the Raiders have gone and got a quality linebacker. I mean, I, I like to say probably the last quality linebackers that the Raiders went and drafted that were really good linebackers were Kirk Morrison and Thomas Howard. You know, the the old uh, the 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 law firm of Morrison and Howard. Uh, rest in peace to Thomas Howard. But man, I'll tell you, uh, those two dudes, those are really, in my opinion, the last real deal quality linebackers that the Raiders drafted. I'd like to see them, you know, get back to drafting some really good linebackers. Remember how excited I got when they went and grabbed Rolando McClain? I thought, man, that guy, that guy he's a tackling machine from Bama. He's going to be the dude. <laughs> he was a machine already. Wasn't really a tackling machine. He, he didn't do too much. I think the biggest highlight I can remember from Rolando McClain is what he do? Suplex, uh, one of the Charger running backs. On the dirt of the, the Coliseum. I have to pull this one up. Yeah, it was. It was I, I can't remember what running back it was, but it was a Charger running back. And uh, and they were playing in the in the Coliseum, 
and he and he su- he gave him the suplex. You you would appreciate it. It was a nice little wrestling move. Gave him the suplex on the dirt, and he got a um, unnecessary roughness penalty. <laughs> of course, right? I think that was the biggest thing that you can ever think of. That biggest highlight when it comes to Rolando McClain. But uh, that's going to do it for us. It's going to wrap things up from here. We're about to uh, really, you want to talk about deep diving into the NFL draft. You are about to be in for a treat, Raider Nation. A fantastic treat. Coming to you live from Dre's. And then, boom, right to the stage of the NFL draft. JT the Brick, he's going to be back on the radio in a matter of minutes. He's there with Eric Allen, his broadcast partner, and Jason Fitz from ESPN. Been on the radio station many, many times. Going to be a fantastic show. Cannot wait. Live from Dre's NFL draft coverage officially here, Raider Nation. Buckle in and buckle up. This is Raider Nation Radio 920.